0: God tonight we're going to be in the book of Luke book of Luke chapter 8 book of Luke chapter 8 and uh, I'm going to begin in verse 26 we're going to move down to about verse uh, to about verse uh, 39 uh, Luke uh, chapter 8. And we're going to begin about verse twenty six. Move our way down to about verse thirty nine. The most uh, I would, I dare say, probably the most of my text would probably be in the last uh, verses thirty seven to thirty nine. Now I want to look tonight at this uh, uh, what we would call maybe perhaps a local missionary. I love this guy. I love preaching about him. Love talking about him. I love his ministry. I love what God brought him out from. Uh, and uh, I just think he's uh, just a, a tremendous inspiration to me. And I think a lot of a lot of other people as well when we look at uh, when we look at this man. I think it will definitely be a blessing to you. I've entitled this message, Can I Stay With You? Can I stay with you? Uh, so let's take a look at it. Before I talk about this man, I'll tell you what what a good man he was. Uh, he uh, he did have a past. But listen, who of us here tonight don't, right? I mean, we all, we all have got something. Uh, he had some battles. He had some struggles. Of course he did. But you know what? God saved him uh, and, uh, and really just turned his life around, called him into the ministry, if that's what you want to, if you look at it. We'll look at it here in a minute. And then he went out and did something tremendous. And because of him... A lot of people, uh, I think, came to know Christ, but not only that, He prepared a whole country ready to receive Jesus. Uh, now, talk about a man that really plows the ground and gets the uh, and, and gets everything ready for the Lord Jesus to come in. Uh, God gives the increase; one sows, one waters, and God gives the increase. Uh, and we definitely see a good story of that good picture of that right here. Uh, the Lord Jesus gave this man an opportunity to go in uh, and uh, and really do a great work for Him. But before we get into what he did let's take a look and see what some things that was going on in his life before he got to that point uh, because listen some people think well you know uh, when we think about when we think about missions listen missions is missions is global but missions is also local too uh, I've, heard, I've seen many uh, many churches they'll have a sign uh, maybe perhaps uh, when they go out the front door and it be uh, I've seen some big and some were small but they'd have it right out right before you went out the front door and it would say you are now entering the mission field And the reason why that is, is because as soon as you walk out that door, that's the mission field. Amen? This is the headquarters right here. The mission field is right there. And so the mission field is local. The mission field is global. We think about some of the missionaries that we support. We support them on a global level. But, you know, from from here going to India or to the Philippines or whichever. But a lot of these missionaries, they are missionaries from the country that they are from. Going back to their local place and becoming missionaries where they are where they're from uh, and so in a lot of sense they're kind of like this man that we're going to look at tonight I really love this guy and and the reason why is because I guess I just see where he came from and I've seen what God did in his life and I've seen the, the impact of the ministry that God placed on him and God gave him and, and how much of a how much of a uh, not just an impact that he made on, on people's lives then but we're still talking about it today I mean it was enough to where the Lord Jesus wrote it down in his word uh, and so we are still talking about it and we still see the impact of it right now on missions and so but before we get into what he did let's take a look let's look at some of the things that was going on in his life uh, whenever Jesus stepped in on the scene so let's take a look at it uh, we always call this guy uh, the demon of Gadaria uh, but let's take a look at it there Luke chapter 8 begin there in verse 26 and let's kind of see some things that was going on and we'll pull some truths out of this I think it'd be a blessing to you as we really think about missions. Listen, I only really just like this guy, but I tell you what, the, late, the the woman at the well, man, I love her ministry too. She kind of did the very same thing, really, in essence, uh, that, uh, that this guy right here did. She went out there, told everybody about Jesus. And whenever Jesus came in, that they were, that they were ready to, they were ready to receive him and, and learn about him and know about him. Uh, these, I tell you what, those are two people that I really, just really, really appreciate and really admire uh, in the scriptures. And so let's take a look at this guy. Let's begin there in verse 26. The Bible says, And they arrived at the country of the Gadarenes, and which is over against Galilee, and he went forth to land, and there met him out of the city, a certain man which had devils long time, and wore no clothes, neither abode in any house, but in the tombs. Now as we begin there in verse 27, we're going to give the first truth is, and I want us to see the very uh, the very first truth is that we see that he was a man that suffered. Now, he was a man that was uh, going through a difficult time. He was a man that the Bible says he suffered a long time. Uh, now we don't know how long that long time is, but the Bible says it was a long time, and I guarantee that it was it was a long time. I don't know how many years it was, or, or whatever it could be, but the Bible says he suffered with these things for a long time. He was in a very difficult situation. The Bible in essence shows us that, that he was possessed. I mean, he, he, he had uh, he had demons that lived inside of him and the bible shows us there that he suffered and so we can see his we can see his suffering that he had in, in his uh, in his life notice the bible describes in there in verse 27 as saying that he wore no clothes neither abode in any house but in the tombs now the devil was going to do everything he could uh to keep this man away from everybody else. He was gonna do everything that he could to uh to, to keep this man in the tombs. He was gonna do everything he could to keep him away from away from people in general that would may have a, a positive impact in his life. There in verse twenty seven, the Bible says he suffered for a long time that he wore no clothes, neither abode in any house but in the tombs. And so there in verse 27 we can see that this man was gravely suffering. He had, in essence, really because of the now because of what the devil in essence brought into his life he had—he was missing out on a whole lot he was missing out on family he was missing out on friends there were so many things in life that this man was missing out on and listen I tell you what that's exactly what the devil does desire he wants you to miss out on what God has planned for you he wants you to miss out on the desires that uh, on, on the desires that he has for you and this man was the Bible says had suffered a long time with these things but not only did this man have a life of suffering but there in verse 28 let's take a look at what happened when the Lord Jesus comes in on the scene now notice they're coming in off the ships and as they're coming in off the ships you read in a couple of the other gospels the Bible says there was two of them and as the Lord Jesus comes in off the ship we can see that these guys are up there uh, they're up there uh, up on the hills, so to speak they see that the boats are coming in Je- Jesus steps off and as Jesus steps off notice what happens verse 28 when he saw Jesus, he cried out. You know what I like about verse twenty eight is the fact because listen, you got to understand, this man he was still he was still there, but he had these demons that lived inside of him that had possessed him, that were at as take over him. But what, 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 what now his ears, but Jesus stepped out. We see this man that he was up there, uh, he was up there on the hill and, and when the Lord Jesus steps out he when he saw Jesus he began to cry out and he ran down to the Lord as you can imagine the whole violence of the situation as he was running down to see the Lord Then when he gets down there notice what happens. The Bible says there in verse 20, when he saw Jesus he cried out and fell down before him. Listen, I believe this man. He had a desire to come to the Lord. And as when he saw Jesus, he he wanted to come to Jesus. He had a desire to come to Jesus. Listen, the devil didn't have a desire for him to go down there. So for a moment, it's like, for this split second... What we see is this man who has control over his own body and control over what he's doing. He sees Jesus step off the boat. He goes running down there to see Christ. And as he goes running down there to see Christ, of course, the devils listen, they don't want nothing to do with it. They don't want to be a part of that. And so what do they do? Man, all of a sudden, man, they just start bursting out and screaming and hollering and and speaking through this man. And so what a a moment we can see is this man who sees Jesus and he cries out. Listen, let me tell you something. There's a lot of people been suffering a long time for, for a lot of different reasons, for a lot of different things, and the devil's been hard on people Listen to them. You say, well, I'll tell you what, you sure did blame the devil for a whole lot. Well, i tell you what, the devil's got a lot to be blamed for. Okay. Amen? He just really does. And I'm just telling you this too, that with, I mean, there are people that are out there, they're hurting, they're suffering, they're going through some difficult situations, and, and this guy right here, he had suffered for a long time and as, and as whenever he was suffering he saw Christ the answer came right there on the shoreline what he needed the person that he needed in his life that could do something about the situation he was in just came in on the boat. Just came, Just stepped on the shore, and when he saw Christ, he ran down there to him. But the devils, they don't want no part of that, and so they begin to rip and they begin to scream and they begin to yell. And but the Bible says, when he saw Jesus, he cried out. This—that's that's what I desire. That's what I desire for people to do today. That listen, to them when they see Jesus, they just cry out to Him. That they see the answer. That they see the one that can save them. The one that can help them. And they just cry out to Him. Just cry out to Him. In the midst of their suffering. In the midst of the things that they're going through. That they see Christ. They see Him for who He is. And that they will just cry out to Him. And that's exactly what this man did. He cried out to Jesus. He cried out to the one that can save him. He cried out to the one that had power over the uh, over the difficulties that he was facing in his life. But I tell you what, the devil don't want you to do it and he'll do everything he can to resist that. He'll do everything he can to keep you from coming to Christ. He'll do everything he can to, to disturb. He'll do everything he can to hinder because the last thing the devil wants you to do is come to a saving knowledge of who the Son of God is. That's the last thing the devil wants to do is for you to come to a saving knowledge of who the only begotten son of God is. That he can save you. That he forgive you of your sins and write your name down in the Lamb's book of life and, and be saved for all eternity. Listen, the devil don't want you to understand that. He didn't want this man, nor does he want you and I today or anybody else to know and to understand that, and to believe in the light and to see the light of the glorious gospel. We say it all the time and we preach it all the time, but it is so very real that the God of this age, the devil, the little G, the little God of this age, is blinding the hearts and minds of men. And he's doing it every day and he's doing a good job at it every day. Here this man, in the midst of his suffering, in the midst of all that he was going through, he saw the answer, in essence, come right there on the doorstep. I mean, the answer to his problems, the answer to salvation, the answer to eternity, the answer to everything that he needed just arrived right there on the shoreline. It don't get any more beautiful than that. It don't get any more better than that. I mean, exactly what he needs just showed up. I mean, it just don't get no more prettier than that. And here we see, down south we'd say purdy. Y'all say purdy? That's what we say in North Carolina. But anyways, he says in verse 28, when he saw Jesus... He cried out and he fell down before him. And watch what happened. The Bible says, and with a loud voice said, What do I have to do with Jesus, thou son of God, uh, thou son of God most high? And so as he falls down before Christ, we see these demons. They begin to take over his body and they begin to speak out to the Lord. And the Bible shows us there in verse 29 that he commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. For oftentimes it had called him, and he was kept bound with chains and in fetters, and he broke the bands and was driven of the devil into the wilderness. And Jesus asked him, What is thy name? And he said, Legion, because many devils were entered into him. And they besought him that they uh, that he would not command them to go out into the deep. And there was in a herd of many swine feeding on the mountains, and they besought him that he would suffer him them to enter into them. And he suffered them. Watch this now. Then went the devils out of the man and entered into the swine and the herd ran violently down a steep place into the lake and were choked. And when they that fed them saw what was done, they fled and went out and told in the city and in the country. And then they went out to see what was done and came to Jesus and found the man whom the devils were departed sitting at the feet of Jesus. Watch this now. Clothed. And in his right mind, and they were afraid. Listen, I I think I'd be afraid too if I seen somebody. Man, and he was in a dire state. Listen, the devil desires nothing but humiliate you in your life, and bring you to the lowest place you'd ever possibly get. And let's not ever think, listen, that the devil's your friend. The, you know, and, and, and when the world begins to say, "Well, you know, you can just come on out here and, and, and live like you want to," listen, that's a lie from the pit of hell. Like, that's right. Listen, that is a lie from the devil himself. Listen, the devil don't want you to understand that that you can get saved. And took the be Jesus, he clothed, and then right, mind. He, he doesn't want you to live a life like that. Listen, he wants to humiliate you. He wants to bring you to the lowest place you could possibly ever get in your life and take you down to hell where he's going to go. Listen, the Bible shows us here that this man, whenever he was found, that he was suffering and he was dealing with a whole lot in his life, but there in verse 33, down, to verse, down even to verse uh, 35, What we see is we see, in essence, I believe, this man's salvation. This man was suffering, but then we see this man, when he ran to Jesus, we see that the Bible shows us that Jesus moved in his life, and we see there in verse 33 down to verse 35, we see that when God began to work in this man's life, he cast out these devils, and the Bible says he was now sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind. Uh, what a beautiful picture i think we can see of god moving in this man's life the, the lord jesus moving in this man's life and and demonstrating to him uh what it was like what it was actually like to uh to be a, a person who uh could be and uh, soberly minded a, a man that uh that that could uh, that could follow a man that could follow the lord and didn't ever did have all these things the bible says he was bound in chains and fast the Bible said that people, they, they tried to bound him in chains, they bound him in fetters, but he was so strong that he would, in essence, break them. Nobody could do anything with him. And now here they see the Lord Jesus moves in this man's life, and the one that nobody could do anything with for a long time is now seated at the feet of Jesus. Now seated at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind. Make nobody ever seen him like that before. Man, what, a, what an amazing You're so used to seeing. They were all so used to seeing this guy uh, talking out of his mind and dwelling up there in the catacombs and cutting himself, and they were so used to seeing this guy, the outcast of society. Nobody wanted to be around him. Nobody wanted to be a part of that, but there he was. Everybody knew who he was. Everybody knew what he was all about, and nobody could do anything with him, and that's one of the greatest missionaries. I mean, this guy was tremendous. I mean, we're going to look and see what he did here in just a little bit. And you're going to yourself, you mean God used a man like that? He sure did. I think, I think, I think, I think God loves using folks like this and many others as well. But we see this man. We see this man. Outcast of society. Somebody that nobody to do anything with. Somebody that This man whom no one can control. This man who was running around with no clothes. This man who was not in his right mind or didn't seem like he was in his right mind. This very man whom everybody knew to be in this condition for such a long time was now instantaneously, just like that, by the power of God, brought under control. Brought under control. The Lord Jesus moved in his life. God had power over his life. God was able to get the Lord Jesus was able to get rid of these demons that were in his life. Uh, he no longer needed to be bound by chains and fetters because he was now delivered. And he that is free is free indeed, Amen. So not only was he free uh, physically speaking, but he was now free spiritually speaking. The Lord Jesus moved in his life, and he is now sitting there in front of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind. In verse thirty-five, the Bible says they went out to see what was done. I mean, the Lord started moving, and that's what they. When the Lord started moving, that's what they wanted to do. They went, man, what's going on down there? The Bible says they went out to see what was what was done, and they came to Jesus and found the man out of whom the devils were departed, sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind. And they were afraid. They also, they also, which saw it told them by which means he that was possessed of the devils was healed. So everybody that was sending around and even the folks that came in from out of town that didn't see it, people that saw it, people that didn't see it, they just heard about it. They all came in they saw what was going on. They saw what happened. They saw this man. The whole... The Kinds of things uh, to, to get Christ off the shore of, of your life, to, to try to push Christ as far away as possible, everything that He can. What I found interesting about verse 37 is the Bible says the whole multitude of the country, the Gadareans round about, besought Him to depart. But you know, in the midst of all of that, there was one man that didn't, even though everybody else did. Now we're going to get into our missionary here. Our missionary saved. He was suffered for so long and God had moved in his life and done such a great work in his life that there was no possible way that he was going to deny the Lord. Yes man Jesus saved me. Jesus delivered me. They may deny you but I want to come with you. If you're leaving then I want to go with you. Wow. How steadfast this man was in his faith right there right off the bat. Challenged from the very beginning. Wow. So we see this man's suffering, we see this man's salvation, we see this man's steadfastness, this man who is now fixing to be commissioned to be a local missionary. The Bible shows us there in verse 38, now the man out of whom the devils were departed besought him that he might be with him. He he was begging him, he he desired to be with Christ. Isn't that the very same thing that that the Apostle Paul Desired in his life to live as Christ, to die is gain. Because he knew that whenever. He didn't want to go back to that. Lord, if you're leaving, I would have with you. And these folks didn't understand. They didn't understand what Christ, what Christ had delivered him from. They didn't see it. They didn't understand it. Just like today. Just like today. I mean, listen, we, we preach Jesus and we plead with people to accept Christ. And, and we do all these things. But I think some of the problem is, is people just don't, they don't understand exactly what Christ has done for them. That the Bible says that every man has gone his own way and that that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. The free gift of God. Nobody had to, none of us have to pay for it. Nobody has to do anything for it, but it is something, salvation, a gift that God is willingly, freely to give to anybody who has a desire to accept it. The folks don't really understand where they are. They don't understand what they're guilty of. They don't understand maybe perhaps that they're sinners and they had this laundry list of things that they have to answer for in their life. Because listen, there is coming a day the Bible says it's appointed unto a man who wants to die and then the judgment. And on that day, and on that day when a man stands before God, because we all will, and the Bible says that every, every tongue will confess and that every knee will bow that Jesus is Lord. Listen, whether you sit here tonight and believe in Jesus or not, whether you believe in God or not, the day is going to come, one of these days, and every single one of us will take a knee before Christ. And confess that he is Lord. Listen, that's not just the preacher being loud and preaching tonight. Listen, that's Bible. That comes straight out of the word of God. Every knee will bow. And every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. I don't know about you, but I'd rather take a knee tonight and accept him as my Savior this evening than to, uh, than to go all my life, go all my life rejecting Christ and, and die lost. And then one day, and then one day stand before God on the on that grateful, dreadful day when 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 God judged, when God judges the lost. And as folks are brought up to him out of the pits of hell, and there they and there they stand before him, and there they are judged for all the sins they've ever committed. And then the Bible says the angels come and pick them up and cast them into the lake of fire. Listen, you're a whole lot better off accepting Jesus now than trying to accept Jesus whenever it's too late. The Bible shows us here this man, man, he accepted Christ, and when everybody else denied him, he wanted to run to him. When everybody else wanted to go away, he wanted to spend time with him. And the Bible says in verse 38, Now the man out of whom the devils were departed besought him that he might be with him. Lord, can I stay with you? God, can I go with you? I want to be with you. What was he willing to do? Man, he was willing to forsake. He was willing to forsake his hometown, he was willing to forsake whatever that he had at home to follow Christ. He was willing to get away. He was, willing to, he was willing to go with Jesus. We look at the next thing that happened. And this man, he was steadfast right from the start, right from the beginning. He was so steadfast, but then notice let's take a look at let's take a look at his service there in verse 38. The Bible says, Now the man out of whom the devils were departed besought him that he might be with him, but Jesus sent him away. You say, well, God, why did God send him away? You say, man, this man, he wanted to be with Christ. He wanted, to, he wanted to go with Jesus. Why did God send him away? Why did Lord Jesus send him away? Because God had a mission for this man. He had a mission for this man. And God had something. We see this man uh, who is uh, saved. But then we see this man who was then steadfast. And because he was so steadfast, we see there in verse 38, this service that God gave to him. He said, you know what? Listen, I know you want to come with me. I know you want to stand. Listen, I know I get it. I know you want to come with me. But I got something that I need you to do. Listen, you see all these people all around that are telling me to leave. You see all these people that are sitting on the shore. All these people that are lost all these people that need a shepherd. All these people that need leading and guiding. All these people that are hurting and in pain. They don't need. this out too before we as we move forward because we know that the lord jesus was the greatest missionary we talked about that the other week notice what the lord jesus did the lord jesus he saved this man there in verse 38 you see where it says now the man so we see now the man that's one that's singular that's jesus working personally in somebody's life so then after this man got saved and God commissioned him to go and, and, and God commissioned him to, uh, to serve him, notice what happened. You get down to verse 39. Now, so not only do we see this man, when he got saved, he got right, but what did he do? The Bible says he went to his own house. And after he left his own house, he looked down the latter part of the verse, not only did he leave his house, he went to the whole city. He went to the whole city. So the Lord worked in this man's life, and then after God worked in this man's life, this man went back to his own house. And he went back to his own house. He worked on his own house. And then he left his house. And then he went out into the whole city. Man, how beautiful is that? It don't get no greater than that. It don't get no better than that. The Bible shows us there his service there in verse 38. God sent him. Jesus sent him away. Not because Jesus was being hard. Not because Jesus didn't want him with him. Listen up. we can see right here what a blessing we can see right here almost done the Bible says there in verse 38 Jesus sent him listen he was was sent by Jesus he wasn't mama sent he wasn't daddy sent he wasn't sent by his brother he wasn't sent by grandma and grandpa he wasn't sent by nobody he was sent by Christ himself and the Bible says there in verse 38 that Jesus sent him away and what did Jesus say he said return to thine own house that did right there verse 39 just kind of goes to show you kind of shows you what he was missing out on all these years this man may have had a family at home he may have had kids at home but the devil had taken all that away from him he he, he may have had a place at home a wife at home kids at home he may have had all these things at home and his maybe perhaps his wife and his kids were there and and they knew that she knew that listen her husband is the one that everybody makes fun of her husband is the one that everybody tries to uh, chain down and and chains and fetters her Husband's the one that's up there cutting himself. Her husband is the one up there acting like a wild man running around with no clothes on. And now here he is in town walking around with a smile on his face like he's probably never had before clothed in his right mind with a message to give. Wow. It's beautiful because I believe It's the same things today. That there are people that, man, they're, they're battling, they're struggling, and they're up here and they're telling Jesus to leave, but they don't understand, they don't understand why. Because of fear? Fear of what? Fear, fear of what Christ might do in their life? Fear maybe of what they don't understand <clears throat> Telling Jesus to go away and this man, he couldn't get enough. Because listen, once you get Jesus, you can't get enough of him. That's right. You still want him. You want to be around him all the time. You want to pray all the time. You want to get to know him all the time. And that's why we read our Bible so much. We want to learn about him. We want to grow into him. And we want to know more about this, this Savior that God sent to us. Amen. These people did understand it. As they were telling Jesus to get out of the way and listen. I'm telling you. That's what this world and that's what the devil is actively doing today, keeping people in a state of fear for whatever reason or keeping people confused about who God is, confused about the way of salvation, confused about who Jesus is, what he can do in their life, confused about themselves. Confused about their own selves. And here we see a man that was going through all this stuff and God commissioned him, Jesus commissioned him to be a local missionary. And this man that everybody looked at that was the outcast of society and embarrassed message because notice what he told him notice what Jesus said to tell him return to thine own house show one of the other gospels says tell show everybody tell everybody proclaim preach it how great things God hath done unto thee you tell everybody what I've done you tell everybody how good I am you tell everybody that I can break the chains into their life and, and that I can save them if they'll just come to me and accept That's me. That's right. You tell them. You let them know. Because there were so many people on the shoreline telling Jesus to get away. People today, they're standing on the shoreline telling Jesus to get away and the answer is right there on the doorstep and they're telling Jesus to get away and the devil's doing everything he can to push Christ away from everybody. And here this man got the Great Commission the Bible says in verse 39, return, Jesus said, return to your own house. You go back home, see your wife. You go back home and see them kids. Because I guarantee you, she's waiting to see that husband that she used to have, clothed and in his right mind. And he goes back home. I can only imagine the scene. And then he leaves The Bible says, shows us in essence, he goes through town there in verse 39. The Bible says he went his way and he published throughout the whole city how great things Jesus had done unto him. He told everybody there the things that Christ had done, how God had changed his life, how Jesus stepped in on the scene and completely changed everything. All the things that man tried to tame and all the things that the world tried to do could not do nothing to help this man. But Jesus steps on the scene and completely changes this man's life and commissions him to do one of the greatest things he could possibly ever do in his life. Tell people about Jesus. The Bible says in verse 30, 39, throughout the whole city. I like that, that the Bible put the whole city. You know what that means? That means when this man went out there throughout the whole city, he didn't leave a stone unturned. He didn't leave a stone <laughs> unturned. He, he didn't walk to this city and This man, he went out there and he began to tell everybody and evangelize everybody and tell everybody who this man is that completely changed his life. His life, his family's life, he began to tell everybody what Christ has done. and whenever he went There in verse 40 It came to pass That when Jesus was returned The people gladly received him For they were all waiting Every single one of them Every single person They were waiting on him Why were they waiting on him? Because opportunity that we had to be back in your house this evening Lord I thank you for this man this local missionary that went out to his town to reach people for you Lord I'm thankful for men such as this that will go out tell people the message of the gospel I'm thankful for women such as a lady at the well that would go out into her community and get people's hearts prepared to receive Jesus Lord I pray here tonight that before we leave that all of us here this evening would just examine our own selves as the piano plays that we would look at our own selves and we would say you know what where where am I at is Jesus coming to the shoreline I can tell you tonight Jesus is coming to the shoreline the gospel has come to the footstep of your heart Jesus is knocking at the door if you're sitting
1: here
0: today never said Give you and save you, but you would like to. Nobody's looking but me and God, but would you slip your hand up so I can see you? I've never accepted Jesus as my Savior, but I sit here tonight. It's something I would like to do. I would like to get saved tonight. I would like for my name to be written down in the Lamb's Book of Life. I would like to know before I walk out. Anybody like that here this evening? Nobody's looking but me and God Just slip your hand up so I can see I'm not going to embarrass you. i not going to come to you. I'm not going to point you out. I don't know any of that stuff. You just slip your hand up so I can see you. Preacher, would you pray for me? I want to get saved. Would you pray for me? Anybody like that? The truth is on the shore. Don't turn it away. I promise you, you'll be just as happy. As the demon act of was When Christ came into his life Forgave him of all those sins Changed his life Commissioned him for service And he reached his whole community We're going to open up the altar tonight It could be you just want to come and pray you desire just to come and pray about some things tonight before we leave and you just want to come to this altar and just pray I don't know what the Lord's laid on your heart but it could be all kinds of different things could have something to do with this message tonight may may not but whatever it is God's speaking to your heart please come please pray seek the face of God it could be about salvation it could be about being steadfast it could be about faith It could be about struggles that maybe we are facing, dealing with in our life. It could be about our home. It could be about a whole host of different things. Listen, we are a needy people here tonight. From the pulpit to the pew, from one side of the church to the other, we are all the needy people. I promise you, when you find Jesus, Jesus finds you rather and you accept him as your savior that will be the greatest thing you ever did in your life the devil going to do everything he can to keep you from seeing it but I'm trying the best I can tonight through the word of God to clear out the fog and I'm praying that the Holy Spirit of God would show you that he would open up your heart He would open up your eyes to see the light of the glorious gospel this evening. There's nothing like being saved. Nothing like knowing that you had a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. Nothing like knowing that your sins are forgiven and you have a home in heaven. Out of all the things that this world can promise us, can't promise us heaven. It can't promise us forgiveness of sins. Only God can do that. You might be praying tonight, Lord, just move in my life, move in my family. Manifest yourself and your presence to me and to those that I love. Can I stay with you, Lord? Lord, can I stay with you? amen amen thank you so much for being here tonight i pray the message was a blessing to you i tell you what i'm so thankful as i said for local missions this man he was a local missionary we have several that we support up there that are missionaries to their hometown their home state pray for them as they go out and and do what god has commissioned them and i tell you what they face a lot and just like uh, of course we all do but they uh they face a lot and as they go out there and leave everything behind and try to start over in a new life and all that sometimes will be very hard, especially when you're in another know country and you got to learn the language. I had a hard time just speaking English. Amen. Yeah, I have. A, I can't speak English that good. Less on anything else, but uh, but I'm thankful. Uh, I'm thankful that uh, that God uses us. Praise the Lord for that. Amen. All right, let's pray. Father, we thank you for this day. God, you've been so good. Lord, what a blessing it's been to be in your house tonight. Lord, I pray that you would search all of our hearts. God, you, you said you do from your throne in heaven. You search the hearts and minds of men. Uh, Lord, I pray that you would uh, search us out tonight, uh, Lord. If uh, there's someone even amongst us, Lord, that's not saved, that gets saved, uh, Lord. If uh, somebody here tonight that hasn't done business with you, maybe here in the church, then maybe when they go home, they will. Uh, Lord, I pray that uh, that you'd give us a good week, God. You keep everybody safe as we leave out of here, and uh, Lord, I pray that you'd bring us all back to our next appointed time. We love you and thank you for all you've done. All this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.